Greetings from Covenant Community of LJ, Georgia. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to these messages God has provided to our fellowship from His Word. May He bless you richly as you seek Him. We'd like to invite you to be with us in person someday soon. And for information on that, visit us at covenantcommunitylj.com. And now, let's open up God's Word. the movies that are coming out. Well, don't watch them. If you know about the movies that are coming out, maybe say that. There, there's a growing uh, desire for the occult because as life becomes more scary, people start looking for power to try to control, and they go to the dark side to do that. And uh, that is uh, a life of misery. So here, in the book of Judges, we find them ap- in apathy and apostasy, and then in anarchy. Uh, democracy can only survive when there's a moral people. What a sad thing that we're hearing on the news. People at the highest levels of government lying and corrupt and, and, and people that are checking on us and people that are supposed to be able to put us in jail and give us all kinds of trouble and finding out that they are far, far from the warriors of what is honest and right and just. When the, the, the center falls away when God is taken out of the center, things fall apart. They can't hold together. And that's what's happening in our nation. But listen, today also, you're going to be challenged that you can make a difference. You, right where you are, here in Gilbert County, Georgia, you can make a difference. In this chapter, Judges chapter 3, we'll find three men who surprisingly rose up to make a difference for their generation. Deuteronomy chapter 6, Eric preached to us about some time back, telling us, love God, teach your children, and then be grateful to Him. Thank Him. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7, you can read that later, talking about warning them, saying, when I give you all this stuff, don't let your heart go away from me. Continue uh, to love me. But instead, they went into idolatry, into moral and spiritual and political disaster. The book of Deuteronomy gives all kinds of warnings. So last week I told you, uh, first of all, they started out with Joshua fighting the enemy. This is good. But God had told them, destroy the enemy. Don't make any uh, allegiance with them. Kill them or run them out. These people for 400 years had become increasingly evil and wicked. They were, in God's estimation, incurable, like the days of Noah when he came and destroyed, like Sodom and Gomorrah when he came and destroyed, like the angels that sinned in heaven that he cast out. There comes a time when God says, I'm through with this group and I am going to deal in judgment with them. What a sad thing that Israel was brought into the promised land, given the promises of God, the deliverance of God, the provision of God, the victory of God, given all houses they didn't build, vineyards they didn't plant, olive groves, given all this stuff. And in one generation, because of the blessings, they forgot the blessing. Because of the gifts God had given them, they forgot the giver. Their hearts departed from Him and soon they were doing worse. They tolerated the people that God had told them to destroy and to get out. They they started out fighting the enemy as long as Joshua was there and it says in, in, in verse 19 of chapter 1, the Lord was with Judah. And listen, You may say, well, that's a depressing message you're giving us today. America is heading away from God. What am I going to do? Joshua said at the end of Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Today, you can make a decision. 
You may have find, found your heart getting cold. You may have found that you're drifting. You may feel, how many of you have ever been out and felt a riptide out in the ocean? You ever felt that? That's scary stuff, isn't it? And they'll warn you. They'll, they'll set up the thing. Get out of the ocean. The current is so strong that it will drag you out to sea. And there's no way that you can swim against that. You have to swim parallel to the coast and try to get back in and hope that Jaws isn't out there. Uh, oh, man, I tell you, I'm scared of the ocean out there. I always like people between me and out there. Uh, but that riptide pulling at you, that powerful force pulling you, do you feel that in your life at times? Pulling you away from God. Pulling you away from the, the good things. Sometimes the enemy of the best things. God says, give me your first. Give me your best. Live to please me. As we say so often here, the first priority is, is God happy? Doesn't matter if you're happy. Doesn't matter if your wife's happy. Doesn't matter if your kids are happy. First of all, is God happy in your life? Then everything else comes into place. I want to make God happy. Do you want to make God happy? Today, as we have music and as we sing and we worship God, you may say, you know, my heart is cold. Oh, God, help me. Warm my heart back to you. I want to walk with you. I want to please with you. So first of all, they started out fighting uh, the enemy, but then they spared the enemy. In chapter 2, God told them, don't spare them. Get rid of them. Wipe them out. They will drag you away from God. And you cannot spare sin in your life. You can't take care of, of a little pet sin. You know, there's an old, old saying, I forget the dude that said it. It said, sin is of such awful mean or such countenance to be... Uh, to scare you to death needs but to be seen. But seen too often, familiar face, we first tolerate, then embrace. You let sin hang around long enough. You let it pretty soon, you begin to forget what it's like. It's like a man walking, uh, was way up in the mountains, and, and this snake, this rattlesnake was there, and it was freezing to death. And it says, pick me up, carry me down in the valley, please. No, you're a rattlesnake, you'll bite me, you'll hurt me. I promise I won't do that. I promise I won't bite you. Just take me down there. I'm going to die up here. So the guy picks him up and carries him down into the valley. And when he gets real warm, he turns up and bites him. He said, you promised not to bite me. He said, you know, I was a rattlesnake when you picked me up. Sin is not something that you can play with. Little sin becomes big sin. And big sin always kills. The, says in James, lust when it's conceived. Strong desire, that temptation when you start playing with it. Lust when it's conceived brings forth Sin. Sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. And we find the pictures of this over and over in the Bible. And here in the book of Judges, we find, first of all, they fought against the enemy. Then they began sparing the enemy. Then they began imitating the enemy. And finally, they began, they were in bondage and were obeying the enemy. Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, really quickly. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Now, I hope that you... Take notes. This week I had a meeting with somebody who had taken really good notes and they were able to talk to me about what we talked about and share with me. And that's always a blessing when we find out that you're thinking about it. Last week I gave you a pattern in 2 Peter chapters 1 verses 4 through 11. A pattern for spiritual growth to become uh, Christ-like. Uh, here it says in 2 Corinthians 6 14, do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? What fellowship has light and darkness? What harmony has Christ 
with Belial. You cannot tune yourself to Christ and the devil. What has a believer in common with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God? If you're a child of God, the Holy Spirit's in you, you're the temple of God with idols. For we are the temple of the living God, just as God has said, listen, I will dwell. I, God says, I want to dwell among you, and I want to walk among you, and I will be your God, and you'll be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. Don't touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. Don't touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. The one who goes before me, the one who is behind, the God of angel armies says, I want to be close to you. I want to have you as pleasing sons and daughters to me. Chapter 7, verse 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let's cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Where God says, I want to be close to you. I want to know you. I want to walk with you. Instead, we often choose uh, lesser loves and we walk away from him and become partners with those that are the enemies of God. So they went from fighting the enemy to sparing the enemy to imitating the enemy to being captured by the enemy. Look at Psalm 106 verse 34. Psalm 106 34. If you read Psalm 105 and Psalm 106 it is a recounting of the history of Israel and how God uh, worked in their lives and the things that happened to them. It's, it says here in Psalm 106, verse 34, talking about this time of the judges. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord commanded them, but they mingled with the nations and learned their practices and served their idols, which became a snare to them, a trap to them, held them so that they couldn't move around in freedom like God intended them to. Verse 37, this is where they went to. Listen. You say, how could this happen to these people? How could it happen? Because they did not obey God. You don't obey God to be saved. You obey God because you're saved. You walk in His commands because you love Him. You love pleasing Him. Verse 37, they even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and their daughters. How could you get to the place? Or let me say it a little more graphically. How would you like it if your daddy says, okay, uh, this afternoon you will be sacrificed to the god Moloch? Me? No, 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 no. How about the sister? How about brother? How about somebody else? Not me. They would take their sons and daughters, tie them up, teenagers, and put them in the hands of Moloch who had been heated up red hot clay god and put their sons there and then play loud music and scream and dance while their child died in the hands of a demon spirit god. You say, yes, but that, that, that's way back then, those primitive evil people. No, my friends, uh, evil spirits are still here. They haven't changed. God has not changed. The world has not changed. People have not changed. You can, you, listen, you can write this down if you haven't written it down. I've said it to you many times. Irresponsible living leads to irrational behavior. Irresponsible living leads to irrational behavior. You do what you know is wrong. After a while, you'll do what you know is crazy. There's stuff happens to you. You cannot, it, it, it's not just pick and choose on, on the buffet of God's uh, commands. His commands are for our protection. Our, his commands are for our blessing. And when we choose to mix with those, we get sick 
spiritually. So here they even sacrificed the, the blood of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Thus they became unclean in their practices and played the harlot in their deeds. Therefore the anger of the Lord was kindled against his people. And he abhorred. What's abhorred? Disgusted. He was disgusted, despised. His own people. Wouldn't it be a sad thing if your mom and daddy are disgusted with you? You have become so evil. And he gave them into the, listen, he gave them into the hands of the nations. God was disgusted. The people were given it over and they were defeated. They went into slavery. Those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them. And they were subdued under their power. They were dominated. Uh, many, many times he would deliver them. They, however, were rebellious in their counsel and sank down in their iniquity. And you can go on and read there uh, that depressing account of how people kept on turning from God and walking in ways that brought destruction uh, into, into their lives. Uh, obeying the enemy. Forgot what God had done for them. Forsook the word of God. Forfeited his promises. And lived defeated and enslaved. They failed to learn. So in Judges chapter 3, we find that the, the people were uh, in bondage there in, in the promised land. They had started to have victory. They would started to take what God had for them. But they were failing. They were experiencing defeat. Now today, I want to talk to you about being available, accepting the challenge to confront the enemy. Those of you that are in school, you're going to experience the lies of the enemy. Those of you in the workplace, those of you in your marriage, those of you in our culture, there's lies all around us, on the TV, in the movies that we hear, in the books that we read, in the influences of our society, in the people that are all around us. There are lies against the Word of God. Lies that try to seduce you away from God. And it says in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, that we have weapons that are not of this world. We tear down every imagination and every thought raised up against Christ. We have spiritual weapons to win in a spiritual battle. Ephesians 6 says that we are not wrestling with flesh and blood. Your problem is not people. Your problem is principalities powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world, evil spirits that are working in this world seeking to seduce you away from God seeking to lure you into sin seeking to destroy uh, your life to snare you 1 Corinthians 1.27 just write it down, I'll read it to you but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise you may say I'm not very smart now, you don't want anybody else to tell you that, but you, in your heart, say, you know, I'm not very smart. But God has chosen foolish things to confound the wise. I'm one of them. I'm not greatly talented, don't have all kinds of knowledge, and I've got lots of friends who can do much better things, that, better than me in all kinds of arenas. But I thank God I can be used for something, and I'm available to be used for what He wants. God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, and he's chosen the weak things of this world to confound the mighty. 
In this book of Judges, you're going to find out that one time at the end of this chapter, uh, Shamgar uh, used an ox goat. An ox goat was about eight feet long, had a, a point on one end like a spear, had a, a blade on the other end so he could turn it around and scrape dirt off the plow, and he had a point on the other end to poke the ox uh, if he decided that he's going to bow up and stand still. So he'd poke him in the rear. You know, when Paul, uh, when Jesus came to Saul, he said, Saul, Saul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. I've been goading you in the rear. I've been talking to you about me. And now, uh, he, and that's when he came to Christ, the ox goat. Shamgar took that and destroyed 600 Philistines by himself. God raised him up, used what he had. And God will take you and use you in the place that you are with what you've got. Amen? Amen. The God of angel armies is always at my side. We can look at Gilbert County and say there's 20,000 people here who aren't going to church anywhere. 20,000 people who consider God not very relevant. How can we touch that? Well, I'll tell you, you can touch it one person at a time. And the first place you can start in today is we start the music. It may be the time that you need to say, well, God, I've been feeling sort of useless. I've been uh, sort of drifting away. But today, God, I surrender and I give myself to you. You use me any way that you want to. Use me in life. Use me in life. Use me in whatever way. So it's in 2 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul was having all kinds of troubles. And he realized that it was a demon spirit that was bothering him. Are you with me? Are you with me? There was an evil spirit that was bothering him. And he came to uh, he came to the uh, time when he prayed about it to God about it three different times. And God said, no. Just trust me. I'm going to let that evil spirit bother you so that. Yeah, you all can go ahead and go. Uh, I'm going to let the evil spirit bother you so that as you go, you can experience difficulties. You can experience insult. You can experience persecution. Troubles. Uh, I'm still going to work uh, in your life. I'm going to let that stay because when you're weak, then I'm strong. In chapter 3 here, we have three people that were there. Othniel. Uh, rose to deliver the people and they had 40 years of peace. Uh, then you have uh, Sham Shamgar uh, and you have uh, let's see who's my other man here um, Ehud Ehud who, who had to go in and deliver his people. All three of these men as they came to uh, use the talents that they had as they came to face the, the rulers that they had, people who subjected the people, they were used by God to deliver their people so that the people could have peace. One of them, Ehud, had, uh, he was probably deformed with his right hand, and he made a sword, and he strapped it to his side. He went into Eglon, who had been ruling over the people for several years, and oppressed them and subdued them. He was the, he had brought the Moabites and the Ammonites, who were their cousins, to subject Israel because God let him, because his people had walked away. And he went in and he killed the the ruler Eglon, who was the the ruler of the uh, Moabites, who were subjecting them. He killed him and raised up a great army and defeated them. And over 10,000 people were killed and brought his people back into 40 years of prosperity. You know, in, in our town here, 
God wants to use us to win people to Christ, then to disciple them, and to help them to walk with Him. And in your life, He is working, preparing you. He is speaking to you. He has been uh, talking to you, maybe, about sin in your life that you need to deal with. Uh, he has been talking to you about uh, the direction that you may be going uh, away from Him. Talking to you maybe about pride in your life. Talking to you about uh, immorality in your life. Talking to you about uh, greed in your life. Talking to you about loving Him. Calling you back to love Him. The book of Judges tells us the story of the repeated cycle of disobedience, slavery, misery, crying out to God, forgiveness, cleansing, and a new path for a little while, but then they went right back to the way that they were. But God used Shamgar, God used Othniel, God used Ehud, God used individual people to bring great deliverance to his people. Today, are you a child of God? Have you given your life to Jesus? That's where it starts. Secondly, after you have come to give your life to him and are growing to know him, have you surrendered for him to use you in whatever way he can and wants to? The most satisfying place in life is in the center of God's will. Anything that he wants to do, he can do in your life and through your life. Today, as we sing, you may be facing challenges. You may be needing guidance. Make an appointment. We'd be glad to meet with you through the week, pray with you, and talk with you. Uh, I know Regina, we're going to pray for her today. Uh, got a, a special prayer for her. Uh, she's got a health concern. And I always tell people here, come let us know before you get the diagnosis on that. I'd rather pray for you beforehand. That way, sometimes we don't have uh, unnecessary sickness and problems in our life. But today, if you realize that your heart is drifting from God and He's calling you back, come back to Him. Uh, we have a place back in the back where you can kneel and pray. Uh, if you need something to pray with you, just come and get them. They'll pray with you. If you need to celebrate and rejoice before God for what He's done for you, then I invite you uh, to do that. These words and songs that they have are not just uh, a background for conversation. They are guiding us in worship of the living God. Father, I pray now that you would speak to our hearts. Help us as we sing. Help us as we pray. Help us as we respond to you.
We want to thank you one more time for taking the time to listen to these messages that God's provided our fellowship. We believe he's doing something special among us and would love for you to be a part of it. We hope that you'll take the time to come and visit us in person someday soon. And we invite you to visit our website, covenantcommunitylj.com. There you'll find information on how to contact us if you have a prayer request or if there's a specific way we can minister to you and your family. Until then, God bless you.